Welcome to Matthew's World of Wine and Drink, an educational podcast dedicated to teaching you all about the wines of the world, the different grape varieties, the different regions, and the history and culture of wine. In this episode, we're going to look at Italian white grape varieties. And of course, there are many. In Italy, there are around 400 indigenous varieties, both white and black. So we're not going to look at all of those varieties, otherwise we'd be here all day. So as an overview of the important white grapes, which you might need to know as a student, or that you will find in most wine shops. And Italy is an extremely big winemaking country, ranging from the Alps in the north to the Mediterranean in the south, where it's very warm. So very different climates, and therefore many different styles of wine. White winemaking has changed a great deal in the last 30 to 40 years, and that's because of uh, temperature control for fermentation. So before the advent of stainless steel, controlling the temperature was quite difficult, and the wines were often quite heavy and oxidative, and not particularly fresh. Now, with cooler fermentation in stainless steel, the wines are extremely fresh and crisp and acidic, and ideal. Summer wines and style like Pinot Grigio has become extremely popular because of those changes in winemaking. And so overall, the quality of white wine in Italy is much higher and much more consistent. Arguably, however, it can make it difficult to distinguish between different grape varieties, as most whites are made in a similar way, even though the varieties have distinctive qualities. So broadly speaking, we would expect um, no new oak for Italian white wine, though of course there are exceptions, especially when making Chardonnay in an international style. And we'd expect crisp acidity, and a lot of the grapes also have a slightly nutty uh, quality, with um, almonds being a consistent feature to the wine's aromas. But of course, this being Italy, there is going to be confusion between the different names of each variety. So for example, Vernaccia is not actually one single grape variety. Vernaccia simply means local grape, so wine local to the area. And there are many different Vernaccias across Italy. The two most important are Vernaccia di San Gimiano, which is in Tuscany, and which makes some quite fresh, crisp, relatively neutral white wines. It's a beautiful village, and having a glass of San Gimiano in the village is a very pleasant experience. I won't say the wines are that exciting, though. Then there's Vinaccia di Oristano, which comes from Sardinia, where the wines are made like sherry, sometimes fortified, often not, but aged under a layer of floor. Completely different grape variety, same name, completely different style. So that just kind of summarises some of the confusion which can come from Italian naming. And we also have Pinot Grigio and Pinot Gris, and these are the same grape variety. Pinot Grigio is, of course, the Italian name, Pinot Gris is the French name. And generally, the name, although it's the same grape variety, does denote a different style. So Pinot Grigio has been extremely successful over the last 20 years. Quite neutral, high acidity, easy to drink, inexpensive, which is why it's been so popular. And most of the bulk Pinot Grigio comes from the Veneto region in North East Italy. But some wines in Italy are also called Pinot Gris, which are generally higher quality, and come from Alto Adige, which is northern Italy, alpine Italy, very high altitude, very hot days, cool nights, continental climate. And the difference between Pinot Grigio and Pinot Gris in terms of naming is the style of the wine and also when the grapes have been picked. So Pinot Grigio 
is picked early to maintain that acidity, and that's why it doesn't have that many aromas, because the, the, the grapes haven't built up the phenolic qualities that come from a later ripening. Whereas a wine labelled Pinot Gris, the grapes are picked later, and so the acidity isn't as high, but in Alto that's not a problem because it's a cool climate, so you've still got good acidity, but more aromas have developed, so it's a fuller-bodied, more concentrated and more complex style of wine. So you'll see both um, names, Pinot Grigio and Pinot Gris, on the label in Italy, and that would generally denote the different style of wine that has been made because of when the grapes have been picked. Also in these regions we have Pinot Bianco, uh, which is Pinot Blanc in French. In Alsace, Pinot Blanc is used to produce the more inexpensive wines, the simpler wines from the fertile plains. But in Alto Adige, with that high altitude, uh, rocky soils, warm days, cool nights, Pinot Bianco actually produces some very good, interesting wine with a bit more power and concentration to them. So if you're looking for Pinot Bianco from Italy, Alto Adige is the region to go to. Also in Alto Adige, we find um, Germanic grape varieties. Alto Adige is very German in its influence. German is spoken there. It's on the border with Austria. And so Gewürztraminer, which allegedly comes from Alto Adige, because there's a town called Tremin. And so the name of the grape variety, Gewürztraminer, means spicy grape from Tremin. But it probably does not come from there. But it's certainly planted um, in the region and produces good quality Gewürztraminer. Aromatic, rich, full. Also, this is the only region I know of that produces good quality Müller Thurgau. So Müller Thurgau being the German crossing created to um, replicate Riesling, but earlier ripening. And in this region, it produces um, good quality wine, a bit more aromatic and more interesting than found in Germany, where it used to be the base for bulk wine. Also in northeast Italy is Fruli, which overlooks the Adriatic Sea and borders Slovenia, which it has lots in common with. Very similar grape varieties grown in Fruli and in Slovenia. And Fruli is the region which really led which really led the change in quality of white wine in Italy by fermenting the grapes in stainless steel, temperature-controlled tanks, and so producing a much fresher style, which has been uh, replicated across the rest of Italy. Some feel that that has led to too much homogeneity with that um, influence of Fruli, but it certainly has improved the quality of Italian white wine. And here we find um, Sauvignon Blanc, so for a more international style, but also um, local grape varieties too. The one that's trending the most is Ribola Jaya, also grown in Slovenia, arguably made in too many styles. It's made into sparkling wine, orange wine, as well as regular white wine. A relatively boring grape variety, high acid, which is why it might be suitable for sparkling wine. But this is also why producers use Ribola Jaya to make orange wine, to make it more interesting. So Ribola Jaya, mean, Jaya means yellow, so it has yellow-coloured skins, which is why, with skin contact, an orange wine can be made. And there are some very famous orange wines being made in Fruli and in Slovenia. It's a very traditional way of making wine. Back in the day, in the 19th century, it was to prevent the wines from being too oxidative, and so the skin contact was very important to maintain the wine's freshness, and that style has been revived to make wines with a light tannic structure. Some wines are made um, with extremely long skin contact of several months, others might be a few days or a few weeks. That of course changes the texture and the phenolics and the tannin structure of the wine. 
And with Rabalujaya, it is important to limit the yields. And there are two um, subregions of Fruli associated with Rabalujaya, Koli Oriandali, which means east-facing slopes, and Koli Oriboya. And so that reference to the slopes gives an indication of the plantings in Fruli of the, of the best sites, which are on slopes overlooking the Adriatic Sea. And there are two Grand Cru within these regions, Rosazzo, which is slightly warmer for richer wines, and Oslavia, which is a cooler vineyard, higher up, and has more of a citrus um, profile. There is also a grape called Frulano, which used to be called Tokai Frulano. Technically, can still be called Tokai Frulano, but cannot be labelled as such, because Tokai is, of course, the famous sweet wine region of um, Hungary. And so it's now labelled as Frulano, which I think makes complete sense, because Frulano is from Fruli. But it is also the same grape as Sauvignas or Sauvignon Vert, which is grown quite a bit in Chile by mistake. They thought it was Sauvignon Blanc, but it is a different uh, grape variety. It's a late budding. It's resistant to rot, unlike Sauvignon Blanc, although it does have thin skins. And it produces wines of aromas of white flowers and almonds and green apples. A handful of producers will age it in oak for a richer style, but it's usually not. And then there's also Malvasia Istriana. And Malvasia is a family of grapes with different qualities and different characteristics growing all across southern Europe. Uh, but Malvasia Istriana is considered Italy's finest dry expression of that family of grapes. Elsewhere in Italy, there's Malvasia Bianca de Candida, which is blended with Trebbiano. And Trebbiano, again, quite a confusing name because there are lots of different Trebbianos across Italy. The most planted is Trebbiano di Toscana, so Trebbiano from Tuscany. And this is the most planted white grape variety in Italy. The plantings here are about quantity rather than quality. Um, it's, in France it's called Uni Blanc, which is used for cognac. And it's good for distillation because it's low in alcohol and high in acid, which is perfect for um, distilling wine into brandy. But in Italy it's usually used to make a white wine, which is quite simple high acid and not really much else. Yields are high, up to 150 hectolitres per hectare, and the grapes are often picked early to maintain their acidity and because there isn't going to be much interest in the wine if the grapes are picked later. So thankfully plantings of Trebbiano di Toscana are falling, with a greater emphasis on quality across Italy. Also in northern Italy is Veneto, so I mentioned um, Pinot Grigio, the bulk wines being made in Veneto. But there's other uh, good quality wine being made here as well, uh, particularly from Garganega. And Garganega is the great variety associated with Suave. And Suave gives an indication of the fluctuations in quality in Italian wine over the last 60, 70 years. And so we have Suave and we have Suave Classico. And so Suave is extended plantings of the region on flat, fertile soils, which produce fairly average wine, whereas Suave Classico is the hillside slopes which produce much higher quality wine. So Suave has to be at least 70% Garganega, which is the sixth most planted white grape in Italy. The other 30% can be Chardonnay, which is for simpler wines, not particularly exciting, or the other 30% could be Trebbiano di Suave, so not the same as Trebbiano di Toscana. But Trebbiano di Suave is probably the same as Verdicchio, which we'll look at in a moment, which is one of the highest quality 
Italian white grapes. And so a blend of Garganaga and Trebbiano de Suave is going to be much higher quality. Or, of course, the producer can make 100% Garganaga for the purest expression of Suave. So Garganaga is a vigorous grape variety that's late ripening and has thick skins, which is good because mists come in the autumn, so it stays healthy. It's high in acid. Again, we have aromas of almonds, but it's quite steely and spicy as well. There is also um, sweet wine made from Garganaga, which is Ricciotto di Suave, and this comes from dried grapes, which are raisined to concentrate the sugars for a sweet, age-worthy style. Also worth mentioning in Veneto is Glera, which is the grape variety for Prosecco. So similarly to Pinot Grigio, Prosecco has become extremely popular over the last 20 years for an aromatic, lowish alcohol sparkling wine. And Glera used to be called Prosecco as the grape variety, but then they decided to name the region Prosecco and had to change the name of the grape variety to justify doing that. Rather a convoluted story which really angers the Australians who want to call their Prosecco Prosecco, but can't if they want to export it. There's also another Trebbiano, Trebbiano di Lugana, which is, again is different from Trebbiano di Toscana and is probably Verdicchio. So Trebbiano di Lugana and Trebbiano di Suave are probably the same grape variety. And Lugana is on the south banks of the Lake Garda in northern central Italy and produces um, very good quality wines, although not found that often outside the region because it's heavily touristic and so tourists are drinking the wine rather than it being exported, but very good quality, a light richness to the wines with high acid. Moving to northwest Italy, there's Piemonte, which is most famous for Nebbiolo and its red wines. But there is white wine made here as well, and all the wine regions of Piemonte are concentrated just above the Lange Mountains, which protects the regions from too much of a coastal influence, and just south of the Alps, which uh, stopped wind coming in to the region and also provides some irrigation from snowfall in the winter. So the most, the most famous region in Piemonte for white wine is Gavi, which is made from Cortesi. And this saw a boom in the late 70s, early 80s, which led to um, too high yields and lower quality. And so it became quite popular, but then because quality fell, its popularity fell as well. But there's been a revival in quality over the last 10 to 15 years with lower yields and better quality winemaking as well. The wines aren't particularly complex, high acid like other Italian wines, with green apple citrus aromas, no use of new oak. This is a fresh crisp style designed to be drunk young, but can have some aromatics. So it's not always boring and insipid really depends on the quality of the um, winemaking and when the grapes are picked and if yields are um, kept down. There's also Arnaiz, which is planted in the Guerrero region, uh, near Barolo and Barbaresco. It was almost extinct in the 1970s, but it was kept alive because it was used for blending with Nebbiolo to soften the tannins. And then in the 80s onwards, winemakers began to concentrate on ice because it produces really high quality wines little bit different from other Italian grape varieties because it's lower in acidity. So it's not a crisp, fresh style, it's a bit richer and rounder and also has nutty, waxy aromas as well. Almost like a lower acid version of Chenin Blanc and very high quality. There's also Favorita, which is Vermentino, which is planted all around um, this corner of the Mediterranean. So in Corsica, in Sardinia, 
in um, Provence as well as um, Piemonte and then just south of Piemonte is Liguria and it has lots of different names so here Vermentino is called Favorita in Liguria it's called Pigato and some people consider that Pigato is a, a different strain or mutation of Vermentino and it's also called Rol in uh, France and I like Vermentino again it's not extremely high in acids it's not a crisp style there's some richness to it there's definitely a saline quality to Vermentino uh, because it is planted in all these regions relatively near to the coast. Again, unlikely to see any new oak. In Piemonte there's also Moscato, which is used for Asti, for an aromatic, lightly sparkling, sweet wine. And there's also Moscato d'Asti, difference being that Mus Moscato d'Asti, the, the grapes are planted on, on slopes, and whereas Asti in general will be planted on uh, flatter plains, and so Moscato d'Asti just has more concentration to it. It's also um, made into a lower alcohol style of wine. So Moscato d'Asti, maybe 5%. Asti, between 75 and 9%. So both low alcohol, but Moscato d'Asti, even lower. And also less sparkling as well. You can listen to my sparkling wine editions of the podcast to learn more about how Asti is made, because it's quite unique. Moving into central Italy... There's the Marche region, which is to the east, again, near the Adriatic. And the best wines are made on slopes overlooking the Adriatic. So like Fruli, but warmer. And the most important grape variety is one that we've already mentioned, Verdicchio. And here it actually is called Verdicchio, rather than going under another name. And this is one of the higher, highest quality grapes of Italy for white wine. And there are two appellations, or DOC, Castelli di San Gesi and Metallica. And Verdicchio in these appellations has citrus aromas, high acid, bitter almonds, and these wines have got better over the years, like other Italian white wines, because of lower yields and not having skin contact. So for a fresher style of wine, which have more concentration and um, depth to them, but still very fresh and approachable. To the west is Umbria, which is just below Tuscany. And here the grape variety is Grichetto which is used for Orvieto, which is a historic um, white wine, which isn't that exciting, but quality is rising. So general theme of Italian wine. There are actually probably two Grichettos. One is called Grichetto di Todi, and the other is Grichetto di Orvieto. And when we talk about Grichetto, we're probably talking about Grichetto di Orvieto without really um, realizing that there are two different versions of the grape variety and Orvieto can be a blend of the two but it doesn't have to be varietally labeled so we never actually know. Orvieto must be 60% Grichetto which is a thick-skinned grape variety and there are 18 million bottles a year produced so a very widely available style of wine faintly aromatic relatively high in acid not always that exciting but a gentle richness to the best wines which can then um, be more interesting. Moving to southern Italy and into Campania, where the major city is Napoli. So there is a good coastal influence coming in from the Tyrrhenian Sea, which is important because this is a warm, dry climate. So having some cooling breezes helps maintain acidity and freshness to the wines. Also, altitude is very important and the best um, vineyards are planted at 600 meters or thereabouts. And the soils are volcanic. And so these are rocky soils where the, which stress the vines and stop them becoming too ripe in the warm conditions. 
and although it is warm, there are some very good white wines made in Campania, which are extremely historic and are regaining the, intention, the attention they deserve. So there's Greco, and the appellation for Greco is Greco di Tufo, which has been likened to Viognier, though I don't find it as aromatic as uh, Viognier, but it does have that power, concentration and depth to the wines, making them quite age-worthy with a really um, steely backbone and with higher acidity than Viognier as well, I think, because of that high altitude. These wines are dry, but there is also sweet wine made called Greco di Bianco, which I've never seen or tried, but I'm sure is very good. Next to Greco di Tufo is Fiano di Avellino, which is not as aromatic as Greco, but it does have a nice mineral texture to it. It's very interesting to try Greco and Fiano from the same producer, because these two regions are right next to each other, so it's perfectly possible for producers to make both wines. And it's not quite as rich or powerful as Greco. It's still very good quality, but if I had to choose between the two, I'd choose Greco, because it just has more depth and concentration to it. But Fiano, still very good quality, and also grown in Sicily as well. And then there's Falangina, which is grown nearer the coast. And this is an, another example of, of how Italian white wine has improved over the last 30 years because of the cooler fermentations. And so that makes the wines fresh. And these are pretty easy drinking, everyday wines, but with a nice uh, fragrant perfumed nose. So quite interesting, if not having the complexity of Greco or Fiano. Moving to the islands, Sicily, or Sicilia, is the largest um, island in the Mediterranean and Italy's uh, largest wine-growing region as well. And the major grape here is Caterato, for white wines, which is the second most planted white grape variety in Italy. And this is for crisp, everyday drinking wines, not particularly complex, but at the same time, good quality. Then there's Grio, which literally means cricket, referring to the insect, not the sport. But its name actually comes from the word grigi, which means pips. So Grio is prone to sunburn, uh, so canopy, can canopy management is very important. We want to get the grapes ripe, but we don't want sunburn. And too much deleafing can, or deleafing too early, can reduce the aromatics of the grape variety. Also in the winery, Grio is prone to oxidation, and so it needs reductive handling. A tricky grape to work with both in the vineyard and in the winery. The Grio has some similarities to Sauvignon Blanc because of the theols in the skins, which produces the aromatic phenolics that you would associate with Sauvignon Blanc, the herbaceousness. So it's important to use the correct yeast strain, which allows these theols to develop the aromatics, but not doing it too much. And so this is another example of Italy's modern white, wine, white winemaking techniques. Actually looking after the vine in the vineyard, looking after the grapes in the winery, and understanding exactly how to make the best wines from the grape variety, rather than simply making heavy oxidative styles of wine. Also in Sicily there's Inzolia, which is technically known as Ansonica, but Inzolia is what it's usually labelled as. And this is actually a naturally tannic a grape variety with low acidity. And it's used for Marsala, and it's blended with Griot. So Griot's oxidative character is not good for a fresh white wine, but for a fortified wine, this kind of fits into the profile. So Marcella, historic fortified wine from Sicily, don't find it too much anymore, but it's still important. 
blend of Enzolia and Griot. And Enzolia can be used in white wine as well for blends and has nutty aromas, even if it lacks acidity. So it's not usually found on its own. And then there's Zabibo, which is Moscato. So I mentioned Moscato uh, with Asti. The Moscato is a family of grape varieties, although they're quite similar in their fruity, grapey aromatics. Zabibo in Sicily is Moscato di Alessandria, also grown in Spain and Portugal as Moscatel de Alessandria. And this is a grape variety which has large bunches and berries and produces sweet wines. And so the um, region is Moscato di Pantelleria, which produces um, can produce some outstanding wines, which are really sweet and rich, even if Moscato doesn't have the natural acidity. So one of those paradox where you have a warm climate, low acid grape, producing extremely good sweet wines. And then finally, there's Sardinia. So I mentioned Vermentino before, very important in Sardinia for those uh, saline, uh, lightly rich wines. There's also, um, as mentioned before, Vinaccia di Oristano to produce a sherry-like or fino-like wine aged under floor. And there's also Malvasia planted here as well for quite rich oxidative wines, which might be a little bit similar to sherry as well. So that's the uh, wide world of Italian white grapes, lots of different grape varieties, lots of different regions, lots of different names, but quality of Italian white wine has improved greatly over the last 30 years. And some of it has become very commercially popular, like Pinot Grigio, others are a bit more obscure, like Vinaccia di Oristano, but so lots of different styles and lots of different markets for these wines. So thank you for listening, this is Matthew, and this has been Matthew's World of Wine and Drink. Thank you.